Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Sex Actually podcast, also known as The Sap. It's your boy Dave Neal. We've got a great episode for you today. I'll keep the intro short. We have Tasha Courtney, as always, myself, and King Hassan. King is a stand-up comedian, entrepreneur. He's a great guy. He's super interesting. You're going to love his story. We talk about uh, get, how his wife stabbed him back in the day, ex-wife now, spoiler, and uh, what he what he's learned about um, red flags, how to avoid them, and uh, living a life. You know, you know, the theme of this episode is called uh, Falling Forward. It's all about getting knocked down, but in the right direction, failing forward, being able to look at the mistakes you're making and use them to succeed in life. And boy, if, uh, if, if anyone's a testament to that, it's King himself. He's, uh, he's, uh, he's just what we needed on this motivational week. You know, it's the end of January. It's the week before the Super Bowl. Uh, it's cold outside for most of the U.S., although it's pretty nice right here in Los Angeles. And uh, we need to pick me up. You know, we had our New Year's resolutions. We wrote them strong. I went three weeks, no cookies. Then all of a sudden, I go to my boy John's going away party, and what do they have? Cookies, catered, whole tray of them. And just when I'm trying not to eat them, he goes, hey, you know what? We're going to nuke them up in the microwave. So now we got gooey chocolate chip cookies falling apart. You know the kinds where you... They don't stand up on their own. They're so gooey. You have to cradle them like a baby hamster. And it's all, and you just, and then it's all over your fingers. And then next thing you know, you've had six. There might be some in your pocket for the ride home and you've fallen off the wagon. That's how it happens, folks. So this episode's a little motivation to get back on the wagon. It's a long year. It's a long life, right? Don't have to wait till next year. So you fucked up. We all did. We fucked up. The resolutions. Let's get back on the wagon. Hey, get back on the wagon with us. And you know what? I wouldn't mind it if you shared us with some friends. That's what we're all here for. We're trying to blow this thing up, take it to the next level. Share us with your friends. Uh, Tasha's taken over the Instagram account. I, I suck at that. I'm no good at it. She took over the sap. It's the dot sap on Instagram. So just type in the sap. You'll find us. And that's where we're posting all of our show notes. And, uh, you know, we shoot a little video. So we post some videos from all the episodes. Uh, I've got that little highlight section where you can click on the episode number and see a little bit of video. Hey, if you want to watch the whole thing, it's all on YouTube too. Uh, we, you know, but uh, the listeners get the audio first before we put it on YouTube. So all past episodes, you can find them that way. Tag a friend. Tag some friends on the SAP page. You know, just go f- go for it. We're going to be doing a live show. I'm thinking about to- – I'm toying with uh, some live stand-up shows uh, doing brunch shows, like 11 a.m. Saturday show. Uh, of course, we're in Los Angeles, so we'll start here. But uh, if anyone is interested in that uh, the live uh, 11 a.m. stand-up show, we'll, all- we'll have past stand-up uh, guests that have been on the show. We'll be on the lineup. It'll be a ton of fun. Maybe I'll hand out some more sex toys like the last live show we did. I was flinging dildos at audience members, what- which, by the way, was the best-looking audience ever and – I'll have you know, I, I know on good record that one audience member had sex with one of the comedians. So if you're out there and you're single and you're looking to mingle, I know some comedians for you. Uh, because when you're in a long-term relationship, the best thing that you can hope for is to get your friends laid. That's what we're all here for in life. You know, you know how you guys can help me get laid? Get Help, help this podcast get laid. Share with your friends. Uh, Valentine's Day is around the corner and... Uh, if you have any, any questions, don't, uh, you know, don't don't forget. You can always write in sexactuallypodcast at gmail dot com. I don't claim that we're experts, but we'll give you our honest, loving opinion. So, thank you for being a sappy audience. We appreciate every one of you. Uh, you guys don't know. You really don't know how much 
we do appreciate all the nice comments we get. You know, we get such great supportive comments from you guys on Instagram Messenger. One of you writes me on Snapchat. It's the only reason I ever go on there. Uh, Gmail, whatever. Just you guys, we you, you blow us away. I'm trying to post a little bit more on our Facebook page. Whichever way is the best way for you to share it with your friends, go for it. Best thing you can do is write us a nice review, subscribe, give us that five-star love all over the iTunes, but do what you got to do. However, this reaches your friends. We've branded the name. We're the Sap Baby. It's the Sap. So share it. Love it. And uh, the, the the more we grow, the better things to come. Because we're doing it, baby. I'm trying to buy that Airstream. I'm telling you. The second I can get this thing off the ground, you know what I mean, where I can leave LA and go travel the country, wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be nice? Instead of downloading the podcast, we're in Albuquerque on a 26-foot-long uh, Dreamliner Airstream, and we're just hanging out with some Mai Tais and some warm cookies. I had to bring the cookies back. I'm sorry. I can't help it. I got cookies on the mind. Enjoy our chat with King Hassan. Hit the gym. I've lost like eight pounds in four days. Just water weight? Yeah. Well, no, no. Water? It's fat. Like, cause like I'm drinking, I'm drinking way more water than I used to. And you just shred in fat. Yeah. Wow. I'm so much more. Are you so hungry? No. No. After the second day, the second day is the hardest day. Yeah. Yeah. So what? What inspired this eight-day water fast? Okay. So in December, it was exclusively for religious purposes. Okay. Because I'm super Christian. Uh, but then, like, when during December, everything is so, like, uh, buy this and this is on sale and Black Friday and everything's about, like, the commerce. Mm-hmm. And they've kind of, like, taken Christmas away from, like, what I know it to be. So I fast twice in December to kind of keep. To just, like, reset your. Exactly. Kind of keep me on par. And then, um, and then I started reading books on fasting and I realized, like, how. Fasting is supposed to be like the, it's supposed to be one of the best things you can do for your body. And the reason why we don't do it in Western civilization anymore is because uh, there's no way to make money off of it. Interesting. Yeah. So it's it's just a market you know reason. Who really <laughs> believes in fasting is Cherub, my best friend. She she'll do a fast a couple times a year, and it's yeah. not always like a full food fast. But I sound very echoey. No, you're good. Um, but. She'll give up like meat and sugar and grains. Oh yeah, for like you know a week or yeah. two weeks or three weeks, and she really believes in that. She does it for spiritual reasons as well. Yeah. She she believes that that's like a way to show gratitude, right. thankfulness for all of the things that she has, and to like you know attract new good things. Yeah, our bodies are built for like long term storage anyway. Right. Like we're built to go out on the hunt for days at a time. Like you know that whole like uh, what's it called nomad? No, uh, uh, yeah, nomadic or what, paleolithic. What is, what, does that mean like no food? And what does nomad stand for? No meals after. Um, what I've never a, heard of that. There's a nomad term where like means a person who roams. You know, and I know the term nomad, but there's a term. By the way, hey, hey everybody, welcome to the Sex Actually podcast. Oh, hey. We were stuff. just having a conversation. No, I'd like to start into on. a conversation before we introduce. We're with King Hassan. How guys, are you, man? Who, who am I waving? You just wave to there's this. That, that, that video thing. goes on okay. YouTube. This is the live stream. But most okay. importantly, is you're there. You're in their ears. You're okay. in their soul. Yeah, let's. I told because. Tasha this, no pressure. I said, you're going to leave a different person today because I can feel King's energy. Oh, okay then. <laughs> yeah. 
Don't let me down, King. Yeah. I felt your energy. I vouched for you. I feel good about this. So what's going on? You're living in L.A. as a super Christian. That, there's got to be some hurdles there. Uh, it's not great. It is not. Here's the thing. So people don't know I'm a, I'm a teetotaler. You okay. know what that is? No. Okay. So I've, I personally have never had alcohol or smoked anything or caffeine. Wow. Yeah. So, but, but like a teetotaler is someone who abstains from those things. But I've just, I, I've never had it. Interesting. So, yeah. I got high with my coffee this morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so just being in LA specifically is hard because everything is a scene. Yeah. And it's so like I'm liberal, but they're so liberal with the things that they put in their body and like yeah. how they, you well, know, that's what's crazy is that we're all like, we're all trying to take different chemicals or different plants or whatever to level out our bodies because we grew up with cereal and all this, fu- you know, just, oh, yeah. not to say like cereal's bad, but you know, cereal's I, mean, like, bad. I was, cereal bad. was so bad. <laughs> King, I was a fat kid. Yeah. No, I ate all oatmeal, but that, those pre packets, I'd have three of those because I was trying to win the bowl that changed colors when you heated it up. And I got, is that fat. your fat person story? You that's ate my oatmeal? <laughs> yeah. See, that's how you know you weren't a real fat kid. Let me tell you my fat kid. <laughs> I have two, but the the one that really shocks people is, so I don't know if you guys remember this, but Denny's used to scoop their butter in a little dish, and it looked like a scoop of ice cream. Yeah. Every Sunday after church, we'd go, and there's six of us, me, my dad, and my three brothers and sisters, and I would jump on the table at the age of six, and I would grab everyone's scoops of butter and my brain was so conditioned to be fat that i was able to trick myself into thinking it was actually ice cream and i would just eat raw butter i would have six helpings of raw butter you know what's so funny is every sunday nowadays that would be like that's part of like the diet where you just eat butter and protein oh yeah. like, that's like, it's like a diet that just does that <laughs> yeah, keto, i think yeah but that's like i mean how big were you like big or i was like, i had tits yeah was, I, t- I had yeah. tits i i, I would I, had, still I still have tits <laughs> i had cellulite on my stomach i it was bad yeah and my dad used to cut my hair and flat tops were in and he had in like a, astigmatism so it was like always like crooked like, I, was, <laughs> I was a mess you set that style the crooked yeah, flat exactly top. I was I was a mess. I was a t-shirt in the pool type of guy. Oh yeah. yeah. I didn't have I didn't have a dad to be like take your fucking t-shirt off. Oh yeah. Be fat. No one cares. Yeah. You know. So I like kind of I had that. Catholic. But you had a pool. So that was well. Good. No no not my pool. <laughs> no no no. I was no. We, had, we yeah we I I don't think anyone I knew had a pool. Todd, you grew up with a pool. Yeah, we had yeah. a pool. You, you looked like you grew up with yeah. a pool. Oh, I love the pool. I love the pool. But that's how you know you've got like... I love the sunshine, like, yeah. a tan. So, you know, you have food addictions. When I go home with their family, I gain 15 pounds every Christmas, oh, but they yeah. don't gain weight. They oh. stay the same, but I eat the biscuits, the butter, the apple butter. The They put um, they put like corn syrup on their pancakes. These people are savages. Yeah. It's, it's Kentucky. Di- it's disgusting, it is but Kentucky. so delicious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you had the... It's called Caro, K-A-R-O. Uh-huh. Well, you haven't because no. you're good. But, right. Well, <laughs> well, now. now. Did you hear but, my butter story? Yeah, <laughs> I heard butter story. But that Caro, it's corn syrup. It's literally just pure sugar. It's clear. It's not even oh, color. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the I know exactly what you're... Yes. They don't even bother. Bother to dye it a different color. It's yeah. pure sugar and it's so delicious. And so I put that like that's the best, better than maple syrup on blueberry pancakes. Okay, first blueberry- off, nothing is better than actual maple syrup. No, actual maple yeah, syrup I'm is a delicious. Ma- I'm a syrup snob, but I like you know I like um, maple syrup on apple pancakes, uh, but I like the clear uh, syrup. By the way, I feel bad on for the guy blueberry pancakes because it doesn't. 
it doesn't overpower the flavor of the blueberries with the maple. This is, this you know is what a I syrup mean? Connoisseur, so you and gentlemen. need <laughs> right? corn syrup. I feel bad so for the listener the corn who's syrup on top of the blueberry pancakes with powdered sugar sprinkled on top. That's, That's what they do. do. They put powdered sugar on. They make it. They cake it even more like diabetes you know oh, what i mean yeah so, so it's no so it's no surprise i gain 15 pounds every time and then i come back here and i lose 10 pounds the first week which goes to show like it's i mean you know what i mean like and i'm not super healthy here but i'm not i mean like last night i definitely snuck in some more of that ice cream when you were sleeping you like did. yeah i couldn't <laughs> i said hide it for me and you didn't you didn't hide it <laughs> i can't i'm addicted I, buy, I can't there's a lot of things i can't eat i can't eat gluten because of lyme disease right. gluten dairy sugar alcohol Eggs, a million things. Yeah. Um, but I buy the coconuts ice cream the coconut oh, ice cream yeah. which still has sugar but i'm like if i eat two tablespoons it's like less than seven grams of sugar so i'm okay that's the thing though like we get all these inflammatory diseases diabetes crohn's disease because of the way that we eat mm-hmm. yeah. and somehow we've convinced ourselves that that instead of changing the way that we eat we should just take medication. Drugs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so Blood like thinners. And- exactly. And so like I have a friend, uh, Mark Henderson. He's a he's a comic also. I don't know. He had a chronic, incurable, in huge air quotes, disease. And he fasted for 40 days. Holy and shit. And reset his body. Yeah. And he's completely cured. Jeez. It's amazing, yeah. right? What what kind of fast did he do? Just same, same as what I'm doing. What? Yeah. Just water? Just water. Oh, my yeah, God. For, Was it like a medically supervised fast? I, I, I would hope so. He YouTubed the whole thing. Like he... he but wow. I have heard of people doing this. There's actually in some of these Lyme support groups that I'm in on Facebook, people talk about the different places that they go um, to try these alternative treatments. And there is one. And I think it is a 40-day water fast place. But it's like a, it's a clinic that you go to where right. it's medically supervised. You're like not even allowed to brush your teeth. Yeah. Like you, because you don't want to in your body, you're just really trying to detox. Yeah. and it sounds super cool, and some people have amazing results, but some people can't get through it. Right. I mean, see, my whole thing is after day two. After day two, I was I was totally fine. fine. Yeah. Day but two you was all hard. already probably aren't very toxic because you already treat your body well. I feel like people who are eating poorly, Let me tell maybe you my they need to get through those, <laughs> those fat number two. Days. Yeah, fat story number two. Uh. I don't know if you guys, you're, you're as old as I am. So uh, McDonald's used to have a sale for 29 cent hamburgers and 39 cent cheeseburgers, yeah. double cheeseburgers. Yeah. I would take a $10 bill <laughs> and I would fill up my backpack with burgers and I would eat them all throughout the The burglar. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like all in one day? All in one day. I would eat How? 20 Wait, burgers can- <laughs> a day. Tasha doesn't understand the addiction. She yeah. doesn't take it seriously. But now look at King over here. Yeah. It's an addiction. Okay. And the more you eat, Muscles. the more... Muscles. Yeah, but it's eight just... Eight feet tall. It's all, it's all sugar. It's yeah. all... It, it, it looks like... Yeah, yeah it's, it's just all that, processed that, that The buns. Yeah. I feel, I, like I was going to say earlier, I feel bad for the guy who's hungry listening to this on the way home. Oh, how like, about yeah, the guy who's... driving to her home How about work? the guy who's on an eight-day fast and <laughs> in the middle of it and has talked Sorry. about nothing but food? Sorry. You seem to me, we, we met a couple weeks ago, just randomly, I, I, I was plucked into someone's podcast. They haven't launched it yet, so I don't even know what it's called, but we were just talking about random, we were all just talking random shit yeah. in the green room. And uh, I was like, you, you seem like one of those guys that's got like your facts down with the motivational books. You wake up with your to-do list. Yeah. Like, you've got yeah. your shit together. Yeah, Help me out. What's, what? what's the secret? What are you doing? Uh, How did you, did your mom, like who, who, who got you, did you play football? What was your deal that got you like to the place where you're disciplined with your 
li- life. <laughs> I mean, for me, it really was my parents because my parents are completely the opposite of me. Like my dad is definitely indulges in whatever he wants in that moment. And I saw how it kind of took away from him being a more successful, like not even successful as far as financially, because my dad has lost more money than I'll ever make. But, uh, but just seeing how if he was more disciplined in his parenting and his uh, inhibitions, like he would have so much more. And then like my mom, my mom has type two diabetes and she has stage three colon cancer. Oh, sorry. And to hear so, that. so my mom, she, cause we were, we were all fat. We were, cause we're from Alabama we're from the deep South. Yeah. And so, and we ate accordingly to, you know, and my mom, uh, so my mom had diabetes and colon cancer. Her sister has diabetes. Her brother had uh, brain aneurysms, and her other brother just died of a tumor the size of a baseball that was in the back of his head. And I and I went to a nutritionist. I was like, "Yo, so should I just not reproduce since this is what's in my this is what's in my blood?" And he's like, "This is not in your blood. This is in your diet." Yeah, and you're you know like, and I just started realizing that watching people overindulge and not like be willing to be uncomfortable because it's uncomfortable to eat healthy. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like of course you want pizza, you want pasta, you want the breads because they're designed to keep you. Yeah, yeah. they're they're designed to be addictive. That's right. why there's sugar in everything. There shouldn't everything. be sugar in tortillas. In there yeah. shouldn't be they, sugar in pasta. Sauce. Yeah, but they they make it that way because sugar and fat. Are the things that make your food taste good? Like exactly. Chinese food, you just you never. It's never enough. <sighs> but you know, you know what's interesting too is like how you feed your soul. It's going to be kind of metaphysical, but like how you feed your soul is the same way with how you feed yourself with either eating healthy or or, or, or bad food. In the sense that like you you change from the inside out. So like if you go on a diet, you're going to change kind of like who you are from the inside out. You're going to get rid of the inflammation. You're going to shed the excess fat. You're going to feel better. Your brain's going to get rid of that fog, and you'll. Yeah. Feel sharper, but also like when you feed yourself with positivity and things like that, which I struggle with. I used to be way more positive, year, you know, several years ago than, than I have. <laughs> the last five years in LA, man, it's just Being oh my god, comic the, is not great for the psyche. Ooh, boy, it's so bad. It's it's like it's like just uh, owning a donut shop. Yeah, and oh, yeah. it's like oh yeah, unlimited donuts, unlimited bitterness. Yeah, it's back to food. <laughs> <laughs> But it's the same thing where you're like, man, but like I'll go on these sugar cleanses and I'll be on stage and I'm seeing the joke. I'm seeing it. I'm feeling it. I'm two steps yeah. ahead of people. And I'm going, oh, yeah. It I'm does like, make you really sharp. Yeah. It makes your brain really sharp once so, you cut out sugar. So in uh, so after the second day of fasting, your body produces five times the amount of HGH. And really? Yeah. You guys know what that is? Yeah. Human growth hormone. Yeah. So and human growth hormones is essentially how you live. And around 30 is when you start to die because your body starts producing less and less HGH. So that's when you start to get the wrinkles, your hair starts to go gray. I just started tone. getting gray hair. Yeah, yeah. It's because your body's slowly reducing HGH. Damn it. Yeah. And so at the second day of fasting, your body increases by five. And then by the fourth day, your body goes into ketosis, which basically means that your body starts eating its own fat. And the byproduct of that is it produces ketones, which is a superfood for the brain. Wow. And then by day six, your body starts eating all the toxins and cancer causing compounds in your body. What's the what's the biology what's the thought behind all that? That when you're in starvation mode you need you need to kick it up a gear to like be a smarter human? Well, essentially it is in the Paleolithic days, it was feast and famine. You you find the food, you eat it. Before it goes bad. Exactly. And then it's time for you to get 
enough energy and enough like wits to make sure you can go out and find more food. Right. And so that's kind of like the wave that our body naturally goes through. And so now that we are three square, uh, three square meals a day and then Taco Bell's fourth food and then Snicker bars, <laughs> like you're not you when you're hungry campaign. Mm-hmm. Like now we're eating all the time and our body is just one huge filter. Yeah. And so it is trying to filter out all the caramel and the, the carbs and all the trash, but we keep putting new stuff in, so it's not going to finish processing that. So it's just going to keep attacking new food, causing a buildup. King, my cheat day is today, so you're really putting a damper on the food I'm about to shove down my face. Yeah, no, it's all true. And I try to just limit, like, my cheat days now are a lot better than what they used to. They used to be like, all right, well, today's the day. And I would line it up, and then I feel like shit the next morning. I mean, I get that sugar hangover now. But um, sorry, how many, I have questions. How many days are you doing the water fast for? For eight. Eight. Yeah, because what you happens. get like max benefits at six. Yeah, you're gonna keep it up for two more days. I mean, max benefits is at fourteen. But is it? Yeah, wow. Because you're what? really flushing your system. Okay, uh, Tasha couldn't do that. I, you I, don't have. What are you gonna do? You're gonna eat I, your own ass? Like, <laughs> what are you gonna do? You're gonna lose yourself. Yeah. No, Tasha, you will not do it, bro. I, I gotta <laughs> throw almonds in her mouth when she gets crabby. Yeah. I gotta know right away. I'm one of those people that like gets that. No, I mean, I really couldn't do it while I'm on antibiotics either. Oh yeah, because you have to take it with food. Yeah. yeah. But these Lyme, these little parasite guys, these little um the co-infections, babesia? the Babesia. It's like a cousin of malaria. They mm. feed off of sugars, right? Like they feed off of. No, they eat red blood cells. Oh, well, whatever. <laughs> I'm not a doctor. What do I know? <laughs> they eat red blood cells. They just, but, but it's, but all the little extra diet, like, like some people, like put it this way. And I, we're not a Lyme podcast, but we should be. Hey folks. Uh, but some people, they only get antibiotics for their Lyme and it's like their doctor's not telling them to w- change their diet. You oh, know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, no, yeah. no, no, no. You need, you need, you have, you need everything working perfectly yeah, to get care. rid of it. Yeah. yeah. Whole body care. So you get, so you get a whole body care for, yeah. So first of all, when did you leave Alabama? So I was born in Alabama. When I was two, I moved to London. And when I was four, I moved to Nigeria. And wow. I was pretty much raised in the Bay Area. So that's why. Jeez, what, what was your family doing in London and in Nigeria? So, like, what you? Uh, well, my mom wanted me to be born where she was born. So she's from Alabama. We went to Alabama. And then my dad was like, oh, this is not a country anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and so we went to London where he was educated. And then my mom uh, wasn't too happy, but my grandfather dying in Nigeria is really brought like made us leave. Gotcha. And then my mom was like, yeah, this isn't going to work for me. And then we ended up settling. So you were probably too young to feel the lifestyle change between like that. And then like, well, I mean, I go back to one of the three, I spent most of my summers in Alabama. And then when I became adult, I started traveling back to London and Nigeria regularly. So it's still Nigeria. That's wild. Yeah. That's crazy. Like there. It's uh, like, uh, I mean, I'm sure there's like cities and rural places. Oh, yeah. Like no, and I grew else. up in the main city. Okay. It's so funny because on my Snapchat, when I used to be big on Snapchat, I remember going through all my stories and my cousin in Alabama, uh, he was standing in front of a doghouse with a goat tied to it. And he had like a bunch of squirrels <laughs> that he had just killed uh, in America. That's what his snap was. <laughs> and, then it, and then the next story was my cousins in Nigeria. And then they were at the Apple store, like hanging out. And it was, yeah, it was just like, 
that's so, what's interesting with the internet is that it's we're we're all connected. Yeah, it's right. really made the world a lot smaller. Yeah, you realize we are not so different. Yeah, at all. it was ridiculous. We worry. I mean. I worry, you know, the internet, it, it's not good or bad. It just, it's it just, it, well, it, it's a reflection of human beings, which are both good and bad, right? Yeah. I mean, it just, but it just what, shows they are both smart and not yeah, smart and yeah. good and bad. Like, I don't know. I just don't feel like the world's any eviler. I just think we're seeing some evil shit we wouldn't yeah. see before. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, it's getting rid of the, uh, the opportunity to ignore things. Right. Yeah. And so, and cause I have a lot of family who are, um christian republicans right and at some point i have to be like you're acting a little more republican than you are christian yeah you know and and it's a distinction because for at some point people thought it was synonymous like my christianity and my the fact that i'm a republican like is one in the same mm-hmm. and so like now you're just like you guys they're different like you know like yeah you're, if you were if this was a democratic party acting this way you would be throwing bible verses left like right left and right at this and so like you gotta kind of stay christian first and so yeah, that's the Do problem you think that, well are you but are you really calling people out on that or are you just having this conversation with yourself are people responsive if you say that no no no, no. they dig their heels it's in. easy which is the first step in changing someone is you know calling them out and so well yeah that's the first step yeah. of like grief right, right exactly like i don't expect them to be like <laughs> you know what that, that makes so much sense especially <laughs> i'm changing parties right now especially coming from california just living here you, right. you have to preface it like oh, i'm from the east coast yeah, exactly. my yeah. girlfriend's from kentucky yeah. where they shoot guns like we're not just your yeah. typical like everyone's like oh you libtards it's like no we're just people that you start you start living and mixing with other cultures yeah like like i have a family member who's he's He's out of his mind. I just met a bunch of family in Saint, in uh, in Missouri for the first time. I have my dad was he's like probably gonna listen to this. Episode. Yeah, no, he's a nice guy. So <laughs> my dad, he's nice. he's so nice. My dad had six different wives, uh-huh. not all at once. Oh, he's, he's Muslim. He, uh, no, okay, white guy, <laughs> white guy. It wasn't Mormon. None of that. Just just PTSD Vietnam. He passed away. I never knew him really. Uh, but I got to meet. I'm still meeting family oh. that I didn't know I had. So, so we were meeting family, and they're just they. But like they live in they're outside of St. Louis, and they're 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 chiming in about Ferguson, and I'm just going, oh no. Yeah. And and in, and in one way, you live in the city, but 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 also, whoa, yeah. you're you're you there's a bunch so of white people, removed. you know yeah. what I mean? And I'm like, we don't even know. You don't, you know what I mean? You don't yeah. know anything. Yeah. And I I look at all my news sources, and I don't believe any of it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I don't call fake news. I just see the different. It, none of you just you just you got to make your own opinion. You got to watch raw footage. You know what I mean? Right, like, exactly. You got to like be your own thing now. But it's scary that we're no. I don't think we're any smarter at our. It used to be called reading comprehension, and now it's like internet comprehension. That's you know? yeah, like the I power like of deduction. Yeah, I mean, but what can you do? It and then and in the end, you go. You know, it's probably in, it's like a Christian thing too. Is like you just got to take care of your own. Right. And congratulations on you for for um, becoming a dad again. Oh yeah. So that's I mean, yeah. It's that's like exciting. what what can you do other than take care of your own? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, it really is trying to build a community because, like, me and my wife, I. I don't know how much longer we can be in LA because everyone is. Do you have a church here? Yeah, Mosaic. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Are you going to Mosaic? Yeah. 
Yeah, we, we go there, there once a year. <laughs> <laughs> Starting, well, you're always welcome. <laughs> I like it, but I think Tasha is a little too introverted for it. I think that's what it is. You know what's funny? I just it's so Hollywood. Oh, it's yeah. so Hollywood. Oh, like especially with the smoke machine. Yeah, or with the lasers. <laughs> or... They got that full on. They got that. The... It's a full on concert. Yeah. They've got like the st- what are the streamer dancers? You know, like with the flag the aerial guys. Yeah. yeah, like the ballet. Yeah, they have a solo. Lakers intro. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the sermon of the century. <laughs> no, I, I I get it. Like when I first got there, I was just like, wow. Like, but at the same time, you have all these people who are part of your church who do this stuff. Tasha, yeah. we're gonna, yeah. we're gonna go with you? Kings and Mosaic someday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that'll be fine. Right, yeah. We'll go record. with you. We'll let you know when we're gonna go for Easter. Yeah. <laughs> But she was just in Kentucky, and 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 she was so excited for the big like Christmas uh, they do this service, candlelight service every year, and like, um, it's my favorite tradition, right? First of all, I love Christmas. Christmas is my favorite right. holiday. I start celebrating Christmas on November first. Oh wow! And I don't stop. You just skip over my favorite New holiday. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. No, I love Thanksgiving yeah. too. I'm all about the Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving's my favorite. Yeah. But like November first, the Christmas music starts, it's and ridiculous. it's like the happiest time of the year. For Bro, me. November first. What's your day? What day do you like Christmas music in your house? Like, what's your? I mean, I'm not like for me, I'm not a Christmas guy, uh, because of it's. Santa Claus and the songs like none of it's about what Christmas is about yeah. so I've never been like well some of the songs the tr- are some of but them yeah. but yeah but it's more like yeah, the tree and you're the... it's about like the season yeah exactly you know yeah. it's about the season yeah oh, but than... Christmas combined with Amazon Prime Tasha was a fiend <laughs> she was a fiend I was like yeah. I don't think this is good December 1st is your answer yeah thank you thank you yeah, yeah no she's November I'm 1st I'm just saying November? the radio that's what I'm saying playing right November after Halloween yes but she finds the station That's that the plays only it. Reason I care about Halloween. I'm like tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but yeah, anyway, I don't even know what I was saying. Oh, candlelight service. Uh-huh. Candlelight service is the bomb. And like in <laughs> D- Dave, I was so excited for Dave to get to experience it and I was so ridiculously disappointed this year cuz I haven't been to this church in 10 years. I don't live here anymore, right, right, you know. Yeah. Um, what was and- disappointing about it? Our edibles kicked in. It was great. No. Um, <laughs> so, like, the, the old candlelight service was, like, very subdued. Um, you know, it was, like, a lot of the traditional songs. There's this one singer who has the most beautiful baritone voice, and he would do this rendition of Oh, Holy Night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. And, um... And he wasn't there and singing. It was uh, like a rock band. They had the lasers. They had the all of that. It always starts like, with that. Is disgusting. Yeah. It's the enthusiastic then, drummer. He's the one the, who starts it off. They, you know, they they light the candles and like it's very ceremonial and like everyone passes the lights down yeah. right and everybody's has a candle and then like traditionally you're not supposed to speak after the service it's right. a silent night right. you're supposed to soak in the holy spirit yep, and yep. walk to your car in silence and they didn't do that and i was just like oh you guys have ruined this horrible tradition i don't there was a point to well i'll just that- say this because like we we actually we go back and forth with our like spirituality and stuff and like we have family members that are not religious and i and, and i'll call you out tasha you'll you'll jump on their side immediately you know, being like, yeah, religion's weird. You know what I mean? Like, you, you, you're, you're, it is weird. You're t- it is. But, like, it yeah. has so many destructive qualities. Right. That's the thing. And I think that modern day religion, just like you were saying, is so 
hypocritical. Oh, yeah. It's so hypocritical. And it just, I feel like it leaves a sour taste in people's mouths. Yeah. And that's why young people are moving away from religion because they recognize the hypocrisy and they recognize that like their preachers or their youth leaders are just like putting on blinders about this stuff that we don't want to talk about right. or these things that we Your don't want to address. Everyone's got that gay pastor. It's like, we know you're gay. We, we hear it in the list. I mean, and I think and I, for me, like Christianity is about being a good Christian and everything else kind of just fades away into the background. If I can funnel, if I can funnel everything I do into like, am I being the best version of Christian? And if I'm not, I can be forgiven and I'm going to try better next time. And that's all Christianity really is to me. Mm -hmm. And when people try to weaponize it and try to control people, people. which humans are going to do with any religion, they're going to do that religion with any government, with any, like it's easy. It's easy to be like, I'm against that. Well, you should be against all government. Right. Exactly. Blah, blah, blah. Cause yeah, people will be against Christianity, but they will be for the American government. And I'm just like, hey, I was once a slave. Like, like so yeah. like you, you can't just single out Christianity and choose like, oh, well, it's hypocritical and people are mean with it, so it has to be stupid. Right. I'm just like the education system, like every there system. are plenty of aspects yeah. of every system that are good. Right. That are meant for good, that have like a good well-meaning purpose right. right and then there are plenty of ways that it has been corrupted in every system across but you know um, yeah. jordan peterson actually i like what he says about his faith is that he acts as if it's all real because in the end of the day it makes him a better version of himself yeah so even if no one knows where you go when you die and the older we get the more you know i'm starting to get those gray hairs i'm 33 i'm starting to be like okay my I'm mom's older than you <sighs> Okay. Yeah, but you don't have grays, man. I'm looking at you. Well, I have uh, my wife. We we. Did she pluck? Watch. Yeah, she plucked. <laughs> <laughs> Tasha found a hair. Tasha found a hair growing out of my rib. Uh, uh, well, it was like three in inches. I was like, <laughs> what, was stop pulling so that! I don't know what. <laughs> it did not seem like a normal hair. I'm like actually kind of worried about what that thing was. <laughs> I had a rogue I hair. I had an ambitious hair. Time for you to fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the but so with him, but Jordan Peterson just says, look, you know, like you don't you no one knows for sure where our spirits go i i personally believe like the spirit doesn't die it it, it moves on uh, and what we've our simple minds have tried to you know think of what heaven is or what this other pain-free world is we don't know but at the very least we can all just like operate under yeah those principles of like doing good and helping others and my my family's my my family's catholic and that that i mean i got an uh my my step uncle who's a actually a priest and he's dedicated his life to service and obviously doesn't that you know the priesthood the catholic Catholic Church doesn't, you know, not a good PR, you know, happening yeah. in the last uh, yeah. century. <laughs> but, but like they're, but they're from Rhode yeah, Island. Everyone's Catholic in Rhode yeah. Island. So be the best Catholic that you can be, whatever. Yeah. I mean, they're not like knocking on doors. I have other family members that are like, you know, tr- still trying to flip my gay friends back to, you know what I mean? Like that's obviously, you know yeah. what I mean? Like there's obviously, gay. That's, yeah, that's, that's their, that's their journey. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's not yeah. your, you don't get into heaven because you made someone straight if that's a thing like yeah. you just mind your business just yeah be your religion should be for you right. and not for your ego right for you yeah as a spiritual being it should be about you yeah but as an individual guy it's hard like with stand-up you don't meet many people that are <clears throat> that are super religious because a, a lot of comics are just questioning everything i right. feel like right how does christianity play into your like stand-up and, and and also how did you get into stand-up i'd, I'd love to know that 
Uh, so I worked at the San Jose Improv for right. six years. I put myself through college uh, at San Jose State, and then I ended up transferring to the University of Malta, south of Sicily in the Mediterranean. Wow. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, uh, and then when I came back, I got an adult job, you know, retired, uh, and then I ended up moving. I got a divorce, uh, and my wife was following me. Like, everywhere I went, she just happened to be there. And I was like, I, I gotta. Your your ex wife, right? My ex wife. Okay. Yeah, and I was like, I gotta, I gotta go. So and I'm so, gonna transfer to the Mediterranean. No, I transferred <laughs> to Canada. Okay. <laughs> and I started, and so I'm retired up in Canada, and I can't work, I can't do anything, and so I started doing stand up just to pass the time, and I was like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. And and then I moved down to L.A., and that's kind of what brought me here. Why was she following you? Uh, she didn't like herself and she was taking it out on me. And so Tasha's, Tasha's not buying it. I can tell. Oh, I'm just curious. She takes the female side regardless. Oh, no, no. I would love love to hear your thoughts. No, I just, well, I I feel like I need a lot more details. Okay. Okay. Where did you meet? Uh, we met at a bar at an ultra lounge. In what city? San Jose. Did you have any kids? And you were married then? No. no. When did you get married? I, I got married like when I was 27. So like years ago okay so 20 but you were living in san jose, san jose when you got married yes and then she moved with you to malta or no no no, no. You, this malta was college that was all that was all before yeah. so you're married i'm trying to get the timeline sorry okay yeah so i went to college uh-huh then i graduated then i got married okay <laughs> okay back in san jose back after san you jose. had left malta yeah malta better, at a, better at a bar okay. yeah you're married yeah. now at what point did you know the relationship wasn't going to work uh, and, and how long did it take to? I mean, decouple? you always know, like before you get married. You know, I I have a history of failing forward because my ego, like my degree, was in behavioral communications and uh, cognitive psychology. Like I, whatever's wrong, like I can fix it. I can love you harder than you can be dysfunctional. That was my take. And so uh, we, she would show me signs. I mean, there was plenty of times where she said, we shouldn't get married. And I was like, ah, you're crazy. And I kept like, <laughs> I kept like uh, forcing the relationship to take the next level to prove that I wasn't the person that she was certain I was. And so it, came, it became that so whole. Who, do you what think- was your like, problem? Mostly. Like, if you can put some problems on her and put some problems on yourself. What do you think were your guys' hang-ups? Uh, like, the, the, a communication thing? Uh, for me, my, my problem in the relationship was that I didn't... I wasn't my own person. And so... And, like, she just... Like, I, like when I worked with females, she like, well, why do you have to work with her? Well, because... She, she's employed there like yeah. you know, it was like one of the like one of the well well how come you're having a meeting with with her it's like well she's my boss and if she wants to have a meeting that's who i have a meeting with it yeah. was like those just trust yeah. trust and issues and i would walk around and i would try to stomp out like fires before she got there and so like i was never really in the relationship i was trying to fix her i don't know yeah, like I, manage yeah. It. it's dangerous yeah, she when had you... a jealousy thing yeah. you maybe weren't fully secure and like who you were right. and who you were meant to be yet yeah exactly okay so and then, it just, i mean she stabbed me a couple times what? <laughs> true story jesus christ true story stabbed yeah you? not like emotionally like physically <laughs> stabbed you. this is this story is the most theatrical story but it's not even the craziest thing that happened in our relationship 
I was new to Instagram. All right, that's how long ago this was. I found out that celebrities allowed you access into their world. All right, this is fascinating. Yeah. I added Rick Ross, P. Diddy. He went by P. Diddy at the time. (laughs) (laughs) And Rihanna. And she came home and was like, what kind of man adds Rihanna on Instagram? (laughs) (laughs) True. She said she went through who you followed. I think like 27 million. I don't (laughs) I'm moving out. You're a dog. You're this is the the person who I always knew you were. And I'm like, and I'm like trying to grab her stuff or whatever like that. She takes us. We have like decorational stick or whatever that. And she just slices me up. Jeez. Yeah. And then it's just like, oh, so. Oh, my goodness. I tell a much funnier version of this story on stage, but that's what actually happened. That's interesting. Well, yeah, that sounds like a problem you can't fix. And you're not not obligated to fix. Yeah, I actually have. And we didn't even get divorced after that. Like, so many more things had to happen. But what is it? Okay, now let me. And I'm asking you this question because I feel like I also have this thing. Uh I... I mean, obviously, you had a fear of quitting, right? right? You had a fear right. of quitting on it. But, like, how did you paint all of those red flags white for so long? And, like, what was the final straw? What was the tipping point for you to recognize? Don't victim blame this, man. Well, no. <laughs> I'm not so I mean, what were you I wearing? Like right? Very <laughs> common. That's part of my joke. Oh, is it really? Yeah, the cops come in. They're like, hey, you're never going to change. I'm like, ah, she stabs because she loves. Had you been drinking? <laughs> <laughs> Um, the, so the tipping point was my whole life since it, I, I had a very tumultuous childhood and I remember being in the, uh, third grade, I was eight years old and I was on the soccer field and I had just went through something very traumatic at home. And I remember thinking, I am never going to have my children feel this way. And from that moment on, I just made a decision to live for my kids. Mm-hmm. before i was eight years old and i was like i'm going to be the father today that's that they're going to know has been planning and working for them wow so it's the reason why i went to college it's the reason why i've never had alcohol like it's it's the it's like the the baseline for all the reasons why i've made most of the decisions i've made and i remember because she had a daughter my my ex-wife had a daughter and she's yelling at me and she's like all oh, black men are cheaters and you're just like them and my, my, she was black she just hated she had a lot of hate yeah uh and she's yelling at me and she's calling me all these names and her daughter was in the other room like we shared a wall yeah yeah which she's always always has and i just in that moment i remember thinking it was like i would be doing my children such a disservice if i made this woman their mother and yeah. she's yelling and i'm usually being defensive or whatever like no you don't understand it's not like that and then uh it just snapped. It just, I just I just switched off. You had wow. a light bulb moment. Yeah, yeah. And because I, I was staring at a wall, and she just like I remember tuning back into her, and I'm like, I'm done. I'm yeah, just done. We're, two, we're 23 months, and I was. You just, know, and men don't get. And we we interview probably three quarters of our guests are, yeah. are female, so like I don't I don't feel bad by saying by saying like men don't get taken seriously by stuff like that. But it's we 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 don't have a much ro- either role models or society doesn't give a shit if you get slapped. Oh, 
like but it's like the emotional hurt is way more like right. she could stab you but you're a big guy you'll break the knife you know what i mean it's not <laughs> that you're gonna heal it's not that it's yeah. like really and because you and, and and we don't view people we when we see adults that are assholes or going through their problems we see an adult we don't see like the kid inside right, them. yeah like even even with when you look at these assholes from kentucky because they were assholes right these make america great guys were yeah. assholes i don't want to get into that i still see my younger brother yeah and i was like oh my younger brother became that asshole i'd be on the first flight to go like do a better job right yeah do a better job because like we can fix this right we can yeah but like at some point if you're trying to fix you know your your life moving forward you gotta dismiss that toxicity yeah it was uh it was the greatest thing and uh, for me it was a god moment it was god being like hey yeah. Like, I don't know how many more signs I need to give you uh, for you to realize that well, this... Well, thank yeah. God <laughs> yeah, literally. sending that yeah. lightning bolt. Yeah. But listen, in any sort of exorcism, it's always nastiest towards the end. Right. Was yeah. there, Was there like, did it get nasty on that way out? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I mean, and, I, and here's the thing. I don't want to put her down. Like, if the, the worst I'll ever say about her was that she uh, was angry. Mm-hmm. And I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Like she's, she, she, you know, she has a child of mine who are trying to, like, Everybody has redeeming qualities. Exactly. Everybody's going through their own yeah. stuff. And, and, like, people are either going to work through their stuff or not work yeah. through their stuff in their own Yeah, and time. hopefully she lets that go because that is a burden to, right. be, to yeah. be angry. Yeah. And is so, a burden. Yeah. And, and so, it only makes you more sick. I yeah. mean, everyone around you as well, but it's really your own internal, ooh, yeah. you got to get rid of that. But... Yeah, it got a lot worse. As, like after I like filed for divorce and everything like that, because for her, this was something that she had assumed was going to be forever. Like that yeah. she could, this was just going no to be matter her. how much nastiness exactly. she threw at you. Yeah, because like that, like the that tipping point of her yelling at me wasn't even the worst thing that happened that week. So like how so when I said I'm done, she was like, oh yeah, you say that all the time. What? And then like when I started making moves, like she was like this. That was nothing. Like, what are you talking about? Get back here. And it just like, you know, that's why I kept mm. finding her in places that I was like frequenting. And it was just because uh. she just couldn't understand. Like, how could I just be done? So you had your divorce finalized. Yeah. You moved away, which I totally understand. Yeah. I've had to do that, too. Yeah. I had a bad breakup in New York. And I was just like, I need to get out of here. Like, this is toxic for me. Yeah. Then, I followed whole... her here. <laughs> <laughs> then I followed her here. Is this a cry for help? <laughs> you know, like, Blink twice if you need it. When your whole neighborhood is nothing but, like, trauma and bad memories, it's just like, okay, it's yeah. time to go. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so you moved to Canada. Yeah, moved and to Canada. And then how long I met a, until... I met a girl. In Canada? I met a girl in Vegas. Okay. And that wasn't a good relationship either. And I kind of like just hitched my... I can't imagine why. But yeah. I just <laughs> hitched my wagon to that. My Did you say you're retired wagon. at this point? Yes. So you're yes. just... You're, you're, um, you're, you're, you're property management, right? Yeah. You're, you're, yeah. Like I sold, a, I sold a company and you, then... Oh, you had a company? Are you familiar yeah. with FIRE? The FIRE movement? No. Financial... Fire. Financial independence retire early. Oh, No. No, he, just, uh, he well, wrote the book on people, fire. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people in the fire community are doing it. They, they basically, well, they start out with first like house hacking, right? You buy a quad yeah. so that you can basically live at no cost, right? right. right? And then they eventually expand to like, yeah. property management because it's passive income. So exactly. then you can kind of sit back and be fine. Yeah. Oh, no, okay. yeah. I thought you were a fire person. No. I mean, what, were you doing that, what were you doing that you sold? Uh, so basically we were trying to... Um, we were trying to get rid of paper receipts 
and uh, wrote the code and it was, you know, we turned into like a real company and then got everything patented and then sold. An app? Oh, it was like an app based. It was yeah. like technology. Well, it wasn't the app. It was a front end and back end. Essentially, it was a whole. But it was, okay. So software. Right. So like exactly. the, the uh, yeah. patents for the process of hijacking the image of a printer onto uh, onto another device. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. So, there you go. So you moved to Canada. You're in Vegas. You're all over the place. Yeah. And you. Okay, and but wait. You had your Vegas relationship. Right. Didn't work. Took it to Canada. Took it. To, oh, yeah. She, she came, was Canadian. She, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, met her in Vegas. She was Canadian. Wait, was she Canada. visiting okay. Vegas or was she? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She wasn't talent right. in Vegas. No. No. Okay. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Hey, you're fine. You're talent. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's a good distinction. Showgirls. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. No. She. Uh, Not judging. Yeah. No. She was a. She worked in dentistry, and so moved to, moved up to Canada with her, and then still while going through my divorce, and I, I think me and her both knew that this was like a transition, like she had nothing else better to do, and I needed to get out of California, and we were just yeah. entertaining each yeah. other. Yeah, the transitional time yeah. while getting divorced, right? Exactly. Some, yeah, some hope and because yeah. <laughs> you gotta have, you must have a level of like skittishness when it comes to. Not finding, not not being, you know, not jumping into another relationship. After oh that. yeah, my wife. I I mentally try to fight it because me and my wife we met on Tinder. Your I current ha- wife? Yes, me okay. and my current. Well, yes, yes. Yeah, so one. many times. Uh, <laughs> so my so I move me and Canada. We break up. Okay. Uh, I sit in my room for four days sulking, and then I hop on Tinder. And the first girl I meet on Tinder is my wife today. Wow. No. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Is that the first good Tinder story I we guess. ever heard? <laughs> and I tried to. I well, guess we got to shut the no, podcast no, no, no. down. Hey, Caitlin Mamie. She, she met, met her on husband Tinder? on Tinder, right? Well, we'll see how that works out. They're not married yet. So who knows? This is a lot. <laughs> this is, this is, <laughs> kidding, so Caitlin. you're expecting baby number two? Yeah, baby number two. Wow. Yeah. Oh, you need to be on a... married? Uh, two years. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. Moving yeah. Wait, so, no, no. No. We had the baby. We had our first baby before we got married. Okay. We've been married for like six months. We got married in April. Okay. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. So, so tin, how did you, how, when did you know that that was like, oh, geez, this is a catch? Did Jeez. you go on any other Tinder no. dates or you just no. met the one? I just met the one it. and logged off. Got uh, it. Yeah. Figured yeah. it out. I'm Bye. Yeah. yeah. I'm very efficient. Most guys would be like, well, we'll see what else is out there. <laughs> Honestly, like I wasn't trying to see what else was out there, but I wasn't trying to be in a relationship because I just got out of one and this is the first girl that I met on Tinder. So like, obviously... Like I've only heard stories about Tinder, so like obviously, like this isn't the one. But she was just so. So is she Canadian too? No, 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 no. She's F- Floridian. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then yeah, and but then she, how was she on your Tinder? I was Were in, you in Canada? No, I was in no. LA. Yeah, because oh, okay. I, I broke up with Canada. Okay, moved back, yeah. stalked for four days. Yes, got it. Yeah. Okay. When's uh, the next baby coming? How, uh, how July. F- July. Yeah. Wow, yeah. right around the corner. Yeah. This is exciting. Yeah, we, I mean, we don't even know if it's a boy or girl. What? Are, are you, you going to stay surprised? No, no. You need like a gender reveal during your stand-up show or something. You need, you need like no, at the end of your bit. No, that's you a very yeah. selfish day. Well, no, the thing is like I don't – like I – like we don't – me and my wife, we don't have a community down here because everyone's just so – my, my wife, she's a housewife and she just doesn't 
like in Kentucky and in, in uh, Atlanta and Alabama, like these places where I grew up, community was such a big deal. Like, your neighbors cared. Yeah. Like, you know, like your kids play together. Exactly. No one operates on like a traditional work schedule here. So there's, right. everyone's just LA free when they're free. It's very much like that. Even, you know, for not mothers. Like I sort of feel like mothers get mommy groups of their kids. Yeah. Preschool. But nobody else. And, and because everybody goes to school in their neighborhood, right. you're meeting people that are close by. Yeah. But like. L.A. in general it's, does not so have good community. Yeah, it's you really here. have to work for You guys it. are in Glendale, right? Yeah. Well, you're pretty close to us. Yeah. We okay. can be your community. You say that. <laughs> you say that, but you'll be podcasting and modeling, and you'll be on your 14th. We actually, yeah. uh, we actually had to babysit a few a friend's kids, and it was two days of hell. They each went to a different school on a different side of the 405. Uh, so we had to drop th- we had to drop three of them off on well, across they live town. Well, in Brentwood. And so like there were the two older girls went to like middle school and high school oh. over here and then the the younger son went to preschool or elementary school. What whatever. nationality are you? Me? Yeah. Mutt. I know, but so what do you get? Are you Scottish at all? Yeah, right. Maybe just, a little bit. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I've she's had from my, the Appalachian Mountains, which is uh, they're related to the Scots. Uh, yeah. There's a lot yeah, of Scots. Settled Scot- by like the Scots Irish. I'm trying to figure out where your eyebrows are coming from. Yeah. Are these Scottish eyebrows? Yeah. She yeah. gave her mom rug burns. You have at great birth. eyebrows. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Actually, someone asked me the other day because I was like, yeah, she, my girlfriend Miles or whatever, and they were like, well, what's her like thing? What's her? What makes her different? I was like, this is pretty much her eyebrows. Yeah. She goes, what? <laughs> I go, I go, yeah. It's like you just. But trust everybody me. Yeah. has thick eyebrows these days. I'll tell you what, they were not cool when I was in middle school. Oh yeah, no. they were not cool back then. Yeah. But that's. I had, so I had a gap. I had braces for six years. My gap, I can like run my finger through and not touch it. <laughs> Interesting. And I forgot because I've had, I, you know, I had braces and I didn't remember retainers so my teeth opened back up. But my daughter just started to get her front two teeth. And they're coming And they're my you. teeth. Like, <laughs> oh, no. Like, I, oh. Start but you can saving at least, for those braces. Yeah. Actually, they're way cheaper no, exactly. these days. Well, not even that, but gaps are in. And, yeah. you know, like, I, I kind of wish I still had my gap. So yeah. Teeth were a problem. Yeah, teeth are, they're not, teeth aren't a problem anymore right. with people. They can just, did you, Tachi just got hers. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm not totally finished. This one is still, like, a little oh, flat. Oh, yeah, I need to get my. But I had, I've been wearing um, Candid Co. aligners, which oh. is, just it's like a invisalign right. or like smile direct but it's all like through the mail you never have to go to an appointment you do your own molds and stuff how crazy is it that you just do your own molds amazing for me and um yeah i just i you're supposed to wear them 22 hours a day and i don't when i'm podcasting because i'm like lispy right, right. and like at certain jobs and, and castings and stuff i don't wear them and sometimes i forget to put them back in but um yeah i'm pretty much done i just sent i asked for like more refining aligners right. to get this like flatness. Right. I mean, obviously it's crooked right now because I haven't had them in since last night, but um, it's like a little bit more flat than on this side where it's a little more round. Are they going to sponsor the podcast? Because... I would like a pair too. <laughs> we can put you in touch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let me. Okay. So we we, we got to get out of here in a second because we're I almost out of What were hour. we talking about before well, uh, I interrupted? Well, we about, were talking. So oh, we're retired. talking about King's got his shit together. That's what we're talking uh, about. Yeah. I mean, so you're reti- so you're retired. What keeps you from? What keeps you inspired to just get out of bed? Like what keeps you like w- watching it, bad television? Yeah. Yeah. Because you're trying to create. Yeah. Like watching bad television and because oh, you don't have a large black audience, do you? Oh well, I mean, no, no, no. no. <laughs> okay. All right, good. Cut. They are pretty scattered, like the audience. I don't know yeah. what demographic I'd say they are, but they're all over the Russians. place. I did not like Black Panther. 
I thought it was a basic movie. You're going to crucify us, but we still haven't seen it. We have the don't. DVD over there. Just don't. I really want to see what it. What movie was it that we agreed upon when we met? Because I thought it was funny that we that you didn't like Black Panther and that because we were there was a we were podcasting with like three black guys and two white guys or something like that and like the white guys liked black panther and you didn't and yeah you, and you liked I, like the white movie yeah <laughs> and that's the thing like i was like if this is supposed to be the black movie then it should be good not yeah. just black you know i heard the same thing from a few asian people about crazy rich asians yeah it's just, just a movie it's just a trope. And it was all chinese yeah. it's like yeah a, it's a fairy tale sort of like very clean yeah. cut like nice squeaky clean with all of the normal romantic comedy tropes yeah. and all of the normal like asian joke tropes yeah all wrapped up in a nice beautiful little bow and like yes it's a blockbuster but they just didn't feel right. like it was special right and i don't want that to be the line of excellence and so when i watch television i'm just like how that's for me like when i started the first company about uh digitizing receipts it was because i took out a handful of receipts at the end of my day and was like there has to be a better way you saw an opportunity make any sense and so like when i watched so when i when i decided that i wanted to be an artist it was i need to make this field better like if i'm going to jump into it then i need to make sure i'm not doing no offense, Tyler Perry stuff or whatever like that. It's just like, it just doesn't feel like the most effort is put into like storyline. Yeah. Right. And character wanna, development. Why do anything if you're going to do it half ass? Right, exactly. And so watching bad TV really makes me, cause I mean, last year I wrote three pilots and I'm shooting a, I'm shooting a pilot presentation next weekend. Nice. Uh, and I wrote three movies last year and then I've, I'm already halfway through my first script this, uh, this year. And so I'm That's just great. Yeah, you're falling forward. Hey, yeah, just like you said, he's yeah. falling forward. Yeah. That's a good. It's it's a good January interview. This is good. This good to start to the new year. Motivational. Motivational. Oh, yeah. Can nice. some of that rub off on? You? <laughs> Leave it with us, please. Yeah, but, yeah, I mean, you guys, you guys are creating. Like, yeah, I mean, we you guys are sitting here bit. creating. Yeah, right we now, create so, a little bit. Yeah. We're just trying to like where I'm at. I'm 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 kind of in this position where I'm I'm looking at full time jobs that that are going to keep me. The problem is, is every hour, and you know this with like every you hour. You have a sort of limiting belief when it comes to your ability to stay creative with stand up and provide for yourself at the same time. Well, yes, but you also have this every kind hour. Of like hang up about no, like I mean, earning good money. I just want it to be flexible. I just want it to be flexible. Like I, I don't mind working the hour. Like I work so hard. I mean, you know, you know how it is. I got three full time jobs. It's yeah. it's all a full time job. Yeah. I'm, I'm 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 like last night. I got home at nine fifteen. I was like, ooh, I'm home early. And I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? I'm yeah. up at nine fifteen yeah. on a Friday. This yeah. is early. I woke up at seven. Yeah. What the fuck? And in my head, I'm like, yeah, I still got time to. And the next thing you know, we're passed out trying to watch the Ted Bundy documentary. And I'm like, wow, fuck, man. Like all all you ask for with is like for every hour. For every hour that I'm working some job for someone else, that's an hour closer to me. Like uh, that would be an hour lost where I would be investing in myself. Yeah, and it's and it's really hard to you know you always, you see it when comics can get to be, being the full time comedian, their creativity just flourishes. Right. Yeah. They get to go sit at a Starbucks and write jokes. Yeah, and that the, they're in in a lot of that looks yeah, like vacuous time spent, but it's like there's that's a reason. Like not everybody is going to have the same opportunities, and I don't know what they did to be able to sit at home and not have. Jobs during the day, but stand up is not paying anybody any money. So, talk about limiting beliefs. Not in LA, it isn't. Not right. in LA. Not unless it, you're big time. But, like, I mean, you could, I mean, there, 
King I'm and I are about to go on tour. Yeah. What are you talking about? I mean, we're we going could, on tour. I mean, we could go if we like go do like we're going to the Maldives or yeah, there. like Merced or like you know some of these small towns that have like two hundred person theater, and that's the only thing for them to do in the town. We can make two thousand dollars like yeah. that that weekend. There's just for- there's a crazy amount of money to be made because we've been investing in our jokes, and and you cannot f- fake that. You yeah. cannot replicate Stage or just rip that off. Just I mean, like to- any actor can come in and learn Shakespeare and like steal a role from somebody else. Right. It doesn't mean like good actors won't like good actors will rise to the top but with stand-up you ain't faking it you are not you can fake it for a few minutes but right. the, but but any, but so anyway yeah it's like i see how close i am man. we've done comedy for 10 years stand-up for seven right I've done improv groundlings ucb okay. I mean, sketch now. yeah Joel. i've done all that and i'm just like i know how close i am and i'm like do i want the do i want to take the nine to six job that that will give me health insurance when i you know that might only pay 20 bucks an hour when you break it down or am i ready to to like really you know what i mean and yeah, that, that's dude, the struggle go on a couple fast don't <laughs> get in a car accident you'll be fine don't you i should I, should we fast is that, is I that think the solution you should. Yeah, i, I don't absolutely think, think you should and uh, honestly i would do it if i wasn't on all of right, the antibiotics exactly, yeah. because i have seen like Tara, my friend i swear like she well she's just so in tune spiritually like she you know prayer is very important to yep. her she's always like praying on any sort of like problems um but she attracts like when she is on a fast, boy, she attracts. She knows like what she wants. Yeah, she does her sacrifice, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sacrifices yep. food, and she gets you know gifts. Do you return. do a mantra or anything when you fast? Do you have like a? Because no. I've, I've been trying to to just say more positive things and just say like that, like wealth is flowing to me. I'm, I'm I am enough. I have enough. I want to share it. I. I'm happy, you know, like uh, just abundance, you know, for me, like it's cause I, you still get the hunger pangs. They're not as like definite as they were a couple days ago, but it really is. Every hunger pain is a physical reminder to be in touch spiritually. Like I pray every time I feel hungry because you get, you get reminders like to feed yourself physically. Yeah. You don't get reminders to feed yourself spiritually. Hmm. So it really is trading. It's that's, using... Yeah. It, yeah. It, it's making that's what you Lent more is for. Tune. Yeah. That's what Lent is for. And so I've always practiced Lent with the Catholics because like it's you know it's, you're trying to stay present right you're exactly. to stay it's present a community the, of people who are giving up something to stay closer to god and, and if you think about it we are less in tune with ourselves and our surroundings than ever because yeah. we are we literally have constant distraction yeah, we have access to everyone else's in our life hands. yeah everyone else's manifestation of themselves yeah. part yeah. of what's great about this podcast and also being on stage as a comic if when you do like a longer set is that 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 time stands still you are so present. You are not worried about anything else but like the present moment. And a lot of times we have guests that they uh, honestly like after after an hour chat they go oh wow that felt good and it's like yeah no shit it did we didn't worry about things right, yeah we just we just be, we were who we were supposed to be right. in the moment and with stand up you can just be you just do that and and not and everything else can you just wait yeah and and for me like I'm just like I've been doing stand up a long time but I came to it very formulaic. Because I watched, like, Kevin Hart before, like, when Kevin Hart had 15 people to come see him. Like, that's, like, when I used to see Kevin yeah. Hart. And I, and I remember watching, like, that guy's different. He's just different. He's hustle. He yeah. hustles. It's, 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 I mean, just him on stage is different. And it was trying to figure out how he's connecting with me, a server at the time better than like like a bigger name like who i'm not gonna throw any comments into the bus but like a bigger name who sold out the crowd right and i'm just like ah like is it is it just because i'm not 
where they are in their life or but it really is for me like i carry so much anxiety because i used to do stand up at the san jose improv that was the first stage i ever got on mark curry um hanging with mr cooper he lit he's like in he's a bay area yep. native and but he lives in la and so he flew to do a weekend at the san jose improv and was late and they pretty much needed people to fill in time and that's the first time I got on stage. What? Yeah. Oh they, my god. So gosh. you're a waiter, and they're like, "Get the tall black guy yeah. over here." <laughs> yeah. like, it was like they, they just asked, "Hey, anyone want to go up?" And How then, did it feel? It felt great. It was it was stupid. Did he make you finish your shift after? Of course. I, as, soon as, <laughs> as soon as as soon as I did like five minutes, I did five minutes just as buffer, and then like I went back to. Did you have any jokes prepared, or were you? Just... I had jokes prepared. Like we had done yeah. a couple open mics there, and so it was it was fun for me to actually go out there and like. And that... we had mentioned this before. San Jose Improv is like an old historic theater. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, if anyone lives in the San Jose area and haven't been touched, you've been there. You came with me for that weekend. Yeah, we did the same. I... We brought the dog. We did the San Jose Improv. Remember. There's yeah. the upstairs. There's that nice upstairs balcony we went to. You brought your two friends. Oh, yeah. 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 I remember. Yeah. 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 It's a good place. And that was, that's all renovated. Yeah. It's super nice. That's, yeah. great. that's a great first time story. But what happened was I, so I said, I was like, oh, this is what I'm going to do with my life. And I remember like three months later writing new material, going to a, like a Tuesday open mic and I could see the six people's faces and I wasn't like, I, I had a panic attack. And I didn't get back on stage for five years. What? Wow. Yeah. I've wasted five years of my comedic development because I had one panic attack on stage. I was like, I'm never doing this again. Wow. What? How did you get through that? Uh, I, was just, I was just done. I was, I was just done. I, I had written it off. I, I tried it. it I thought it was going to work. It wasn't for me. And I just moved on with my life. And then my last day there, they're like, you have to get on stage. And I got on stage and I loved it. And I was like, ugh. It's like you get a little time. bit of beginner's luck. Yeah. Uh, not beginner's luck, but a little it bit is. of that affirmation yeah. that you like, and then you go, okay. And then you get slapped in the dick yeah. with how fucking crazy and yep. tough it is. I wrote I wrote a five minute or three minute act in college to do for Mr. Greek Week for a talent show. <laughs> and Were you I, Greek? Uh, no, it was of the fraternities. I know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> From uh, Mykonos. Yeah. I was, in, I was in Lambda Chi Alpha. Okay. I was at Delta Upsilon. Oh, is that yeah. where, where uh, it's a national? Yeah, we didn't have uh, that one. Yeah. Was, so, what was your short, the short name? What would you call yourself? Do you? Do you? Yeah. Do you? Yeah. We we're Lambda Kai, Lambda Kai. Yeah. So, anyway, I had a buddy, and this guy's named John, and he goes, "Dude, I don't think you know how hard stand up is," and he kind of convinced me not to do it. Oh, Wait, yeah. waited six more years. Yeah, yeah, waited six more years. But, but you know, the the the, 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 the television show. I by know. Now. That's what I say. I go ah. six more years in. I go, holy fuck! Yeah. But like, because I'm happy with where I am now. I'm having so much fun on stage, and like starting to like get goofy and feel yeah. you know feel good we're like yeah. it's really hard like my catholic upbringing to feel goofy right i, I used to get shamed by like honestly like oh, you're acting weird yeah used oh, to tell me, like, oh yeah weird. yeah but how like that could be the most destructive thing you could say to a kid because like being yourself is the most attractive thing in the world people who are comfortable with who they are and like well being yeah we know that now because we're all present and we know yeah, like, like norm mcdonald how many people probably told norm mcdonald he was just a psycho yeah. you still feel that way like as an adult you still carry that little oh, yeah. voice in little. the back of your head. Yeah, it's a loud yeah, yeah, voice. It's, it's but also yeah, it's also that says, um, you're gonna look stupid if you do that. That's weird. Don't do that. Fit into this box. Because yeah. I don't do impressions. Like my dad 
is from Nigeria. My mom is from the deep south. And I can't do either accent. <laughs> I just can't because I've always been the mediator between the two. I don't even know how they met. But like <laughs> I have always been I've, I speak this way because I need to be able to translate between the two to each other. Right. And it was always making sure that this is how I spoke very clearly and direct and like with specificity. And so like so when I get on stage and I have the free range to act out and do whatever I want, like I it's hard for me to break. Yeah out of this straight line I've always been taught to walk on or taught myself to walk on. So I'm the same way. Yeah, yeah. I'm the same way. And I'm like, I don't do accents. Tasha makes fun of me. I do an impression. It sounds horrible. I've got a few. You know, I did, I studied a little, like I just did one level at Groundlings and they're all character based. I know. Like, and I ended up getting a lot of laughs doing this like liberal southerner. Like I did this like, uh, kind of like, I, I like spun like the redneck, but he was like, you know, social justice uh, redneck. Awesome. But I was like, oh, I don't need, because I don't, I just don't. And where some guys live off that and I think people who do characters and accents get easy laughs yeah well i really do not comics yeah yeah i know but i really think that like you you, yeah my friends and love them but like yeah we good you mastered samuel l jackson yeah exactly classic wow yeah (laughs) i'm like but i'm spitting the the real shit over here but yeah with comics you comics almost we shame each other almost because we don't buy into other comics on stage so like if you're doing just an open mic in front of other comedians your act out's gonna fall flat most of the time and then you do it in front of people and you go Oh, you start to like, yeah, you yeah. start like, I, I feel like where I am in my stand-up career and we'll wrap up in a second, but I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm Forrest Gump finally getting rid of those braces. Uh, that's yeah. where I feel like you know I what? am. That's exactly where I am also. Nice. Man. Yeah. That's exactly what I feel right now. And I want to promote this cause I'm doing your show in a few weeks, right? Yes. What's it? It's uh, February 5th. Is February right? 5th, Tuesday. Ha ha. At the ha ha. And yeah. it's uh, what? Uh, 8.30? Eight, yeah. 8 o'clock? 8 ish. 8. eight, eight um, show but 8. February 5th at the ha ha yeah. North Hollywood. How can people find you like social media wise? Uh, King Hassan underscore O King Hassan underscore O yeah I feel like your your pilots should sell automatically with that name I think that they should to God's ears I hope you are speaking to we'll come back on the podcast soon and hopefully with like you know some network deal or something I want to hear all about it my goal is to be on a show where I'm where I play a white dude who's only famous in black TV shows do you know oh, what I mean? So like yeah. none of my friends know I'm famous, but then one random black guy loses his shit because I'm like the one token white guy in oh, all the black that's, that's my goal is to... That is hilarious. Have you written that script? No. I just will write that script for you. <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much for being on the podcast yeah. and good luck being a dad again yeah, and all that shit. Me, and like stay like, like we're going to stay. We're going to, we're, we're going to, but I told Tasha, we're going to like this guy. So I'm glad you could come by today. Well, she hasn't confirmed that. She's just like, <laughs> oh no, no, you were wrong. <laughs> no. She was, no, she's, look, she turned her chair. She squared up yeah. to you. Um, <laughs> Um, we're gonna get out of here. Thanks, thanks again. I appreciate right. it. Thanks. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.